0: My G, what up, bro? What's up, bro? Hey, man, how you feeling?
1: Can't complain, man. Can't complain at all, bro. How you doing?
0: Man, I'm chilling, bro. They staying out the way. Trying to stay safe, we know. For sure that. Man, I appreciate you for joining me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Take your time out today. You know what I'm saying? Big fan of you. So, man, I really, really appreciate you, man. No problem at all, bro. Man, so how you holding up during this pandemic, bro? I know it's crazy right now in the world. Oh, yeah, bro. Um. Uh... I'm good, man.
1: I'm I'm a homebody anyway, so yeah, it's easy for me. Go to the go, go to practice, and then come back to the crib, cook,
0: yeah,
1: talk to the fam. Same stuff I do all the time back home anyway. So it's nice. easy. You be on the duty, you play the duty. Yeah, I play some, man. I play a little bit. Um, I, I haven't been playing the game as much as usual because uh-huh. my timing is off as far as like with people back home. Yeah. So like when I'm usually when they sleep. I'm up when I'm up. They, you know what I'm saying. Vice versa. So, yeah, it be kind of a little, it's a little tougher to play, but I still play it now and then. Better. Okay. What you on? You on the four? You on the one? What you got? I got a four, man. I'm, I'm try- I want to get a five, but I'm gonna wait till I get back
0: to the states to get it. Bet but I'm on a four it. right now. I don't like it, Xbox. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, babe, I'm, I'm gonna see you my game and you might have to play a few games after the, after this interview, bro. If
1: you bet, bet. We can do that.
0: Um, uh, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, appreciate you, bro. Um some of these questions bro I'm gonna kinda of put you on the spot though, you know what I'm saying as far as who you gonna pick, you know, who better in your opinion, you know, how you gonna look at it. But it's yeah, all subtle, bro. For sure. Uh you know, so I you know, I looked you looked you up, you know, from from Arkansas. Just kinda of talk about how it was growing up in Arkansas and how it was like growing up for you.
1: Oh man, uh I had a real good family man. I, you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad for me, it wasn't hard. Yeah. I had my mom, my dad, and my stepdad in my life, so I had a great um, foundation around me to help listen to be, you know, where I am today. And um, so man, I, I I I was really blessed and fortunate to have a big family, have my sisters around, my brothers, yeah, everybody around. We supported each other and and stayed pretty much out of trouble for the most part. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I man. I, I had
0: a I had a really good support system behind me. Facts. Right. Now my girl, my girl's from Arkansas. You ever heard of uh, Fort Smith? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. See, that's where my girl from. I looked it up. I'm okay. like, hey, I wonder if you know where he from. She was like, Yeah. yeah I got a, I got a um
1: one of my old teammates. His name is named Deshaun Rice. He's from Fort Smith. Okay. Bet. Bet. Small world, man. Mm.
0: Hmm. Um. All right. So now some of the questions I'm going to. get into. Uh, the first one I always start off with, bro, is who is the goat? m j Kobe, or LeBron, and then put them three in order all right, so the go to me is is m j okay
1: um I think so when you just look at the total body of work within the time frame he did it
0: oh
1: uh-huh. um, I think that's what kind of makes him the best player, yeah, I think LeBron is number two, Kobe's number three, I put LeBron at two because while. I think the longevity speaks for itself. 17 years. I think this might be his 18th year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he's been the best player in the league to me probably since his maybe fourth year in the league or, and up. I yeah. feel like he might he's maybe been the best player. So I think that that, you know, sets him apart from where Kobe um, had a great run. Rest in peace um, to yeah. Kobe Bryant, but... And he's actually my favorite player of all time, you know, so I'm not biased. Yeah. Um, just realistically looking at the basketball side of it, uh, that he had very a very, you know, decorated career as well. Yeah. But I think LeBron had three more MVPs, uh two more finals MVPs. And I think uh, you know, um with that being said, with him probably about to win M V P this year, possibly, I think that kinda just sets some a little bit ahead of uh, Kobe, but I think just with MJ's full body of work and the times, man, he did it because he it was a good two years he retired during his prom that he didn't play. Yeah. And then he retired for a couple more years before he came back. So who's yeah. to say what could have happened in those years? You know, it's a big what if, right. especially yeah. with the two years that he retired or he was gone during his prom. Yeah. So with that being said, like, I just think there was a lot more room for, Le- for LeBron I mean, for for MJ to be even more historic than what he is, and he still
0: had a one-of-one one career. So yeah. I think he's going to Thanks. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think LeBron can ever pass MJ? Um, I, think, I think in the eyes of
1: the younger crew, the younger uh, audience he can, and to some of them he has. Mm-hmm. I think in the eyes of the older people who grew up watching MJ and who um, were a part of seeing him, I think that it's it's nothing you can do. Because, um, like I said, like like some of the things that LeBron has um, surpassed Jordan in, it took him three or four extra years to do. You know what I'm saying? So I think that – I will say this. If if LeBron had won two of those, two more of those championships, that he lost two to three more of those championships that he had lost already, I think that he would have been able to surpass him. But um, I think you know those playoff, those uh, finals losses take they hurt his uh, his chances of passing him. But it's, I don't think it's impossible. Like I said, I just think it just depends on uh, which age group because. The yeah. younger generation, is a good, you know, some of most of them already think he's past them, but yeah. the older generation is you probably ain't gonna, you can't convince them. Thanks.
0: Um, who was your favorite player growing up when you were starting to hoop? Who was you watching film on? Well,
1: Kobe was my favorite player mm-hmm. at first. It was Tracy McGrady,
0: yeah.
1: Ooh. Um, yeah. but once Tracy McGrady got hurt, mm-hmm. I kind of started really gravitating towards Kobe um, growing up and he became my favorite player to just watch. And I, I I like, man, I I watched a lot of guys. Like I've, I've been such a big basketball junkie since I was a kid, Um, especially that middle school and high school area. Um, um, Those high school, middle school and high school years where YouTube just kind of started really getting popular. And I used to even watch high school players at the time when I was in middle school, like, when I was in middle school, I was, I was real big on watching Tyreek Evans. I was real big on watching John Wall, Brandon Knight. Yeah. Um, I was real big on those guys, seeing how great they were in high school. And and um and Derek Rose. Like I was real big on those guys, man. So I like I watched a little bit of everybody. But my yeah. favorite player was uh was Kobe for sure. I, and him and T Matt. Um anytime a Lakers game came on TV, I was I was watching.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, who, you know what I'm saying, I know being a competitor, but do you like somebody in the league now that you like watching? Man, I like a lot of guys, man. Yeah. Um,
1: I was, you know, fortunate enough to play with a lot of these guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I really like watching Book. D. Book, I've seen his evolution. Yeah. It's been really good. I like watching T.J. Warren because yeah. I have I kind of came up with T.J. as well. Yeah. We were the same uh, high school class, so because he used to be a little heavier, like T J Trent he was always a bucket getter, but yeah. He was a little heavier. We played with each other once in high school. It was but I think it was might have been before our last high school AAU games. And man, he was um he was a little heavier, but man, I just watching how he transitioned his body and became the player he is now. Man, he's a he's a monster. I love watching Keris Levert Yeah, for, um Brooklyn. When I was in Brooklyn he was hurt a little bit but yeah. Um. He had when I had got there, he just had started coming back from his injury, so yeah. they had him on a minutes restriction. But he was so he was so damn productive in like twenty minutes a game, fifteen twenty minutes a game. I just knew like once he got off that minute restriction, he was going to be serious.
0: Yeah, he's a problem.
1: He's a problem. You know. So, um, he just had a, a surgery too on something with his kidney. So yeah. prayers to Karis. But but yeah, man, Karis can really play. Man, I was I'm a, I'm a, I love watching Karis play. And then you know, obviously, like the superstars. I love watching Bron. I love watching AD. I love watching KD and Kyrie. They're fun. James Harden is fun to watch. Um, nice. I like watching John Wall still play. I was real, really, really happy to see him and Boogie play this year because they've been through a lot of injuries. So yeah, it was real. Uh, it's been real. It's been a really fun um, experience for me to watch those guys come back from injuries. Dame is another guy I love watching, C.J. McCollum. Like, man, I really I really like a lot of guys in the league, honestly. Yeah. You know, like I said, cause I'm a big basketball dude. Like, like I watch all the games, even over here. The games don't come on until 2, 3 in the morning, and I'll stay up and watch them, you know, because oh, I'm, a, I'm a
0: junkie. I'm a basketball junk. Yeah, thanks. Now, when you played, did you ever get to play against Kobe? I played against him uh, twice. Okay. How was that experience, bro? Like you said, he was your favorite player growing up. It was was cool. The feelings you were going through. Well, it was cool. Um, I never really had that moment
1: with him in the sense of like me, him guarding me, and me being able to guard him. Because when I was in, PJ Tucker was guarding him at the time. Yeah. Um, and then the second time, Book was guarding him. Okay. Um, I never got that moment, but I did get a moment. I have had chances to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Which will always, you know, stick with me. I remember coming out of college. One of um, one of the guys who was me to, you know, sign with the agency would uh, tell me how uh, much Kobe used to like. Um, he liked my game and stuff, and that meant the, that meant the world to me for one. Yeah. But um, but uh, and then I got I talked to him after his last game in Phoenix when he retired. Yeah. I had a chance to talk to him for a little bit there. And that was, you know, that meant the world to me. So um I had a couple moments, not a basketball moment with him per se. Yeah. But like just being able to talk to him a couple of times. I've done that, which which is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: When the when the tragic news hit, bro, where were you know, where were you at, at the moment when you found out? Now, I was in Turkey, so uh-huh. I was in
1: Turkey uh getting ready to go to Germany. And I found out about it. I had just woke up from a nap mm-hmm. and my phone um was just blowing up with different my friends and and people you know telling me about his passing, and honestly, it just didn't seem real, yeah, you know, it really didn't seem real because like you just don't like kobe i, I just don't feel like it, that was that was how Kobe was supposed to go out, you know what I mean like the his importance to the basketball world, just to the world in general, the icon that he was, it just didn't seem real, and it still doesn't seem real like. Yeah, I can only imagine how people who were really close to him feel because yeah. I cried a couple of times once he passed, and I still think about it every day, you yes. know? So, like, and and I wasn't as, um, as close to him as, like, a lot of those NBA guys are, and let alone his wife, his kids. Like, yeah. it's, it's – you can't even put into words how sad it is and yeah. there's a toll it took on the world, Man, it was – it's not even, a,
0: you know, it's not even. A, I can't even put it in words how tragic his passing was. But I know you forever cherish the moments you got, you know what I'm saying? Talk to this man face to face, you know what I'm saying? So I know you forever, you know what I'm saying? Be appreciated of that. Sure, no question. Always. Life changing. Always. Uh, so if I was to ask you to give me your top five favorite NBA players right now, or top five players right now in the league, who would be your top five right now? Like my top five. As far yeah. as like watching them play, or like who I think are the
1: top five best players? Yeah,
0: who you think is the top
1: five players right now in the league? I think number one is LeBron. Number two is KD. Um, number three, I mean, three, four, and five is just difficult to just gauge because yeah. so much wiggle room. Because I think number one and two are just they're just so much above everybody else. Yeah. And then the rest is kind of together. So I would probably say three. I mean, you got to say Giannis. I don't really want to say Giannis, but I got to give it to him because he make it be. work. Yeah, but I give him three. um, Four, probably Anthony Davis. Yeah.
0: And five. Uh, five is hard. Like, hey, hey, like, Yoke is balling right now, bro. He is, but... He balling. He is,
1: but he ain't the only one balling because I feel like Steph is balling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like Paul George is balling. I'm not saying he's yeah. number five, but there's a lot of dudes that are... Joel Embiid is yeah. going crazy, you know, so... Yeah, dang. There's a lot of people who are right now. Dang, yeah. It's, it's tough. That, that, three through five is tough, man. Like, yeah, It's tough to say, but... I just, like, I'll just look at, like, when I say the top five, I look mm-hmm. at what they're doing now and also their overall body of work, too. Right. And so if I want to bring all of that into play, then I say uh, Steph. Okay.
0: Five. Um, what's your favorite basketball moment in your career, if you have one? Um. Well, my my biggest moment,
1: I would say, was when I um, I hit a game winner against Atlanta when I was with Phoenix. It was, like, my second start. Uh no maybe my third start of my career, but mm-hmm. my second start of that year, or it was one it was something like it was one of my top five my one of my first five starts ever, but mm-hmm. it was my first start or my second start as a as a point guard because uh like we had a lot of injuries
0: that year like led
1: had a knee injury Brandon and I had a knee injury Ronnie Price had a, a a hamstring injury or something so we had no point guard so I was I was playing a point and that was actually some of the Probably the best basketball I've ever played at the point, you know. Um, but like everywhere I go, they look at me as such so much as a scorer that I don't ever get to play it for real. Yeah, so I prefer to play it, but like I say, it's just I'm looked at as a scorer. Like people like they need me to score because everywhere I pretty much go, I'm like the number one scorer or number two. Well, last year I was number two on, in Turkey to my to my guy Matt. But mm-hmm. other than that, I'm always like the leading scorer, pretty much wherever I go. So mm-hmm. a lot of teams looking to score, but I would prefer to play the one. But that that was probably the like like I said, that was the biggest moment I probably had there. And like I said, it was some of the best basketball I played yeah.
0: um, during that span. So that that game when you hit was the ball supposed to go to you, or it was just like no. Nah, so the play it was up, properly like I'm gonna take this. So yeah.
1: So what happened was during it to, it was tied up with Atlanta. was mm-hmm. like five seconds left. Um the play was I come off the pick and roll. They were gonna the our coach thought that they were gonna both the both of the players were gonna commit to me mm-hmm. and to throw it back to Alex Lynn for him to shoot the jump shot. But what happened was uh they switched the they switched the screen. So no he wasn't open. If I would have threw it it would have been a turnover. So I came off the screen but in the timeout when he called the play I already knew that I wasn't going to be able to pass it to him because I knew they were already switching because they had been switching the last few minutes of the game. They went small, purposely to switch. So I already knew that it was going to be up to me to score it anyway. Like, I do that coming out of the timeout. And so when I came with the screen, they switched it like I thought, and I just sized him up, took one dribble, and shot over the top and made it three for the game. How was that feeling, bro? I know that was probably the biggest, biggest feeling. Oh, it was, yeah, man. It, it, was, was right to you. it was amazing because – Because, like I say, I had been having so many ups and downs at that point with, with like, being in and out of the rotation that it kind of, like, was a – it was kind of, like, one of those things where it's, like, more so reassurance. Not that I never felt like I couldn't play. I always feel like I'm one of the better players wherever I go. Yeah. I just – I know, you know, a lot of times it's more so, like – and it's, a lot of the stuff is out of my hands. Just like it's a lot of players. I know a lot of players feel that way. Like, it's like they feel like they're a lot better than what people allow them to do. But it's something you just can't control. And, yeah. like, your playing time, contract situations, like that type of stuff you can't control. And so for me to being able to have that opportunity to do that and play, you know, that, that was just a little reassurance for me that actually I can play with a lot of these guys. And, and I have, I had a really, really good run. Yeah. during that time playing against a lot of really – a lot of the top guards in the league, actually, and I had really good games against all of them. So Facts. it just was more uh, – it was just more a reassurance. Facts. Oh,
0: when, you, when you first got to the league, bro, who was your toughest matchup? Who was the toughest person you ever had to guard? Um, Well, it was a couple of dudes
1: because yeah. D-Wade, I had to guard him once when he was in Miami, Ooh. and he was, he was tough. To guard, but it was more so his experience because he was he wasn't his he wasn't the athletic D Wade, yeah. you know. He was more so just an experienced guy, and I'm 19, yeah. you know, first fresh off, fresh out of Kentucky, so it was it was he was tough. Um, Russ was tough because, like, with a player like Russ, especially when he was in OKC, it's you know he he he's so aggressive that. You can you can make him miss three or four times, and he's gonna shoot the next four like he made the last four. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it was tough for um, it was tough for me in that aspect of he was just so relentless, and he was a little strong. He was a lot stronger than me at the time. I was only like one eighty five, yeah. and so he was like two ten, two fifteen, and he was able to post me up. Uh, so that made, that was kind of tough. And then uh, Steph Curry, I guarding him was tough too because. He 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 like he moves off the ball so well and his team literally like it se- it seemed like every time down they were looking for Steph and Steph only. You yes. know, like he's coming off of pin downs. If he don't have a shot, he passes it, run off of another screen, yeah. He run like- up the middle. Like he just he takes so many detours everywhere that like you you don't know like where he's going. Like it ain't the plays are unpredictable like he, yeah. he can just break off a play and run anywhere on the court and when he do that it's like his team is alert to it and they're like okay let's try to find a way to get him the ball cuz he wants it and so that was just tough to guard going through all those screens and stuff and him coming out full speed just for him to make a three like it's demoralizing so yeah. I said I that probably was the toughest um I saw this on on Google
0: correct me if I'm you know if it's wrong um your stepfather was the one that kind of introduced you to the game of basketball so, my dad introduced me to the game. My stepdad
1: is, is the one who, like, really, like, taught me, you know, how to really, really play, you know. Okay. Like, he really, really taught me the game of basketball as far as, like, the moves that I, I use. Yeah. Um, you know, he helped me to become more athletic quicker. Like, we used to, I used to do a lot of stuff for him at the park outside. We used to go to the park and do, like, 30 minutes of, like – stuff before basketball we would do like jump soles, jumping doing lunges jumps ju- like all that bunny hops I used to hate it too by the way yeah. but i used to do all of that and then we would do like the the dribbling drills and finishing shooting like he he's the one that really like taught me um he up, he 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 took he took a like he took he helped <laughs> me take a bigger jump as far as like my skill level cuz my dad taught me stuff too mm-hmm. you know but like, um, then that's when my my, um, my stepdad came along and like just furthered the development.
0: Nice. So around like what age did you realize that you actually fell in love with the game? You know what I'm saying? That you knew that that was what you were going to do for the rest of your life? Um, I mean, I didn't really know what, I, what I, it was. I've always,
1: you know, the way I was raised, I was always raised to like, you know, go hard at whatever I do. So yes. I've always loved the game from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't start really realizing it was a reality to play professional until probably my tenth grade year. Oh, because wow. like I started getting like a lot of national recognition and I knew without that I don't I didn't feel like it was a really a big chance for me to um go because like social media wasn't as big as it is now. Right. It was like you know, like Instagram and all these like all that shit that's now it yes. wasn't really that big. So you can get so much national media attention now. Like, I could could only imagine how much more attention I would have on myself now if I was a high school opposed to, you know, then. And I had a lot of attention on myself then. So, you know, once I started getting national recognition, then that's when I knew that it could be a reality if I played my cards right and, you know, continued to work. Because uh, if you have people watching, then you're able to
0: make something happen as long as, you, you know, you're taking care of business. Thanks. Uh not to get too personal, bro, but what's something that you overcame that you're proud of today that kinda of made you the man you are now? Um Let's see. I mean I haven't
1: I, I don't I don't really have I'm not gonna lie, man, I I don't really have anything mm. that I feel like was just so bad in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um like I didn't have, you know, like I said, I grew up with a great family and yeah. and I had a great support system, so I can't really say like I had anything bad that happened to me growing up.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I think that a lot of times, even still to this day, um, mm-hmm. that I think that um, it's sometimes like I feel like I'm all, all underappreciated as a as a basketball player,
0: right.
1: um, because. I don't know, I just, I just feel like I'm unappreciated as a basketball player um, yeah. to a certain extent. Not to people who know me, mm-hmm. because the people who know me and know how hard I work and they see what I do, they know how real I am. But like, yeah. to a casual fan who don't really, you know, know the game like that, yeah. they might not think the same until they see me. Like, when you see me play, then it's a whole different, you get a whole different perspective. You yeah. know what I'm saying, like, so like, for instance, if you go look at my Instagram page, you'll see, like, a couple posts of, like, highlights for me in, in the NBA and stuff. And people would was, was hit me up like, man, I didn't know you had a game like that. I'm just like, dude, it ain't, like, you wouldn't know if you don't really watch because, because you know, a lot of those times I wasn't able to display my full game because of uh, the situation I was in. You know, I'm playing behind so many guards because uh, we had – we had hella guards on my team, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I wasn't able to pretty much put my full display on then. And and I feel like even still to this day, I'm still not able to do do the full display because, you know, every team I go to, it's like a preconceived notion. You know, they know I can score, but they don't know I have other aspects to my, aspects to my game that I can do. Only place I was at, the way they really let me do that was Turkey. Yeah. Um, But other than that, a lot of other places that I go, it's more so like you got to play within a bubble, which it's fine. I'm an efficient player. I make I make it work. It's cool. but mm-hmm. And and I know it's a lot of other players like that too. It's like if you let some of these players go and really play, then you'll see like, oh, man, this dude, these guys can really do a lot
0: more than what we thought they could do. Yeah, you got a whole bag got full of tricks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. Well, to that, bro, I just want to say – Man, I, I've been a fan of you since Kentucky days. You know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. me being from the Midwest, you pretty much from down on south. You know what I'm saying? We might not hear about y'all if it ain't for the ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. like I said, social media wasn't big back then. Now, you know, we know most from middle school Man, that's doing good now. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just like, like you said, social media is different now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm a fan of you. And, like I said, social media is – I feel like now, like, like you said, now, social media is where it's at now, back when you was, like, coming up as, as a shorty. Mm. Bro, it, it'll be a, a totally different story, you know, so. It's totally different. Um, sure, I appreciate that, though, for sure. Thanks. Facts, facts. Um, man, the recruiting process for you, how was it? You know what I'm saying? You went to high school in Arkansas, balling, um, you know, signed to Kentucky, went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. How was the recruiting process for you? Um, what led into signing to Kentucky? And what were some of the schools that you were talking to, or had interest in, or who offered you? Man, it was it
1: was it was cool, man. It was a great experience for me, um, being able to cause like the school I went to. I went to Silver Hills. We didn't really have much recognition, especially for basketball. Um, we had we our school was more so known for baseball. Like we had a really good baseball program. So um, we had. We had uh, a lot of, you know, baseball players. I think we got a couple that's in the MLV now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But we didn't have much basketball re- recognition. So when I when I started playing there and I started getting national recognition, it brought a whole new aspect to the school. And, like, all our games were sold out. Um, we held, We still hold the record for the state championship. Um, um, The attendance, we broke it. My 11th grade, we went, we broke the record, and then we rebroke it in my, my senior year. You know, so we, we we sold out every game from my eleventh and twelfth grade year up and it was just fun to be a part of having, you know, the, the best of the best coaches and college uh, college scouts come to my games, watch, you know, people knowing these who these who these coaches were, knowing they were there for me, it was an amazing feeling. Um, my family enjoyed the process. But I think everybody knew that I wanted to go to uh Kentucky because even before um even before uh, even before I went um, – before I started getting national recognition, I always made it known that I wanted to play for Coach Calipari. And this is when he was in Memphis still. Yeah. You know, so I think that people knew that if I got that offer, that that's where I was going to go. Yeah. But uh, even still, you know, once I uh, – going through the process, you know, talking to Kansas was a, a big school that I was – if I didn't go to Kentucky, it was going to be Kansas. Um that was another school I talked to. Memphis was another one. Um, Arkansas was another school, obviously being a hometown kid. Yo. Or, you know, so, you know, but I had I had offers from everywhere, man. Like, I was getting mailed every day. I had, like, a big a big box just full of just college letters that they used to just pile up because I used to get them from so many places, you know. They used to come in every day, 10 to 12 new letters every day, so. Yeah, it was a it was an amazing experience, man. I wouldn't have traded it for anything. So you knew you you
0: was open until you got that Kentucky call. When you got that yeah. Kentucky call, you was like, all right, it's a rap. It's a rap. Once I once he once once Coach Carroll told me
1: he wanted me out, it was it was pretty much over because like I said, I, I had already knew in my mind if if that's who offered me that's where I was gonna play. You yeah. know, so it was pretty much
0: over after that. Um, like, a lot of people, you know, I watched uh, the Dan Grove documentary, and he played for Coach Cal at Memphis. Mm-hmm. And Coach Cal came off as, like, a hard-nosed coach. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Hey, aggressive, going to get into you. How was playing for Coach Cal? You know what I'm saying? How was that experience at Kentucky that playing for him, you know, and the history behind Kentucky?
1: Man, it was cool. Uh, you know, we had an up-and-down season with injuries. Yeah. Um, when New Orleans got hurt, that really hurt us. Yeah. Um, because we were like top twenty five, we was making a real stride, um, doing some good things, and then he got hurt, and and that really like put a big dent on our season. So, um, but but besides that, I think you know we had a good we had a good team. I think we had a fun year. I just think it was just it was just a lot of ups and downs because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Coach Cal, he's a good coach. He you know he pushes players. He wants the best for players. Uh it's a lot of pressure on coach Cal being who who having his reputation who he is and the the history behind Kentucky. You know, Kentucky yeah. is kind of like the the Lakers of the of college or like Boston, yeah. like Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, they all like the top tier, yeah. you know, as far as basketball. So that um you know, being able, to being playing, being a coach for one of those teams is a lot of pressure. You know, so it's right. pressure on you and it's pressure on the players. But I think he handles the pressure really well. I think that uh, he's done a great job with um, with every team he's had. Uh, I know this team that they have this year is kind of struggling a little bit. I feel like he'll he'll find out how to adjust to those guys and yeah. hopefully get them on track to make a run. Um, but but yeah, he, Coach Kyle was a great guy.
0: Thanks. Uh, you know, playing, playing high school ball, you know, you did that. Then you elevated to college. Then you elevated to the pros. Playing for those three different levels, bro, how did you have to mentally stay prepared and stay focused to elevate at each level? I think uh each level was a
1: little different. High school was easy because I could do what I wanted to in high school. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I was the best player on my team. So, with that, I was able to, you know, shoot whenever – like I could do I was the I was the Kobe of my team pretty much so I could do whatever you know so it was easy it was easy for me to like adjust and you know do whatever college is a little harder because you know you're playing with other good players um I was also I was still like you know top player but or me and Nerlens but um but um but yeah it was a, it was a little harder like you don't get that many as many opportunities as you did in, in high school but you still get enough to be effective and you know have a big role. And then as a pro- NBA in an NBA um professional it's the window of error is just big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like that's where it's it's different. Your margin errors especially as a rookie coming in and you have um a veteran you have veteran players in front of you who are like in the prime of their careers. So like I'm dealing I'm I'm coming behind he bled, he in the prime of his career. Goran come he just won the most improved player, prime of his years. Isaiah Thomas in the prime of their career. Yeah. Brandon Knight, like I'm coming I was I was behind three to four guards who were all in that, that prime window and they're getting paid a good amount of money. So yeah. um my margin of error was not was not big at all. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I couldn't really I didn't really have a chance to make mistakes. Like in order for me to play a good amount of minutes, I had to really like be on it, not really miss any shots, mm-hmm. defensively be sound. You know, like if you miss your first shot, it might be over. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. You might come out. So yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know, I be like being a professional is is a lot more than what people see. Like a lot, it's a lot more that goes into it than people actually think. Like it's not just we're not just playing basketball. It's it's an off-the-court responsibility you have to the community. It's uh, You have to stay in shape, be ready at all times because, like, people might think, like, after the games, you just partying and off days. No, we yeah, have practice. The guys who don't play or didn't play as much, their practices were really hard, a lot more conditioning than the players who do play because, yeah. uh, you know, you have to stay in shape like you once you if if somebody get hurt and you go in you have to be in shape like you've been playing the whole time you be you ready. Know? so so yeah it's um it's a lot more to it man it's it's a lot tougher than people think for real for real but you know it's a blessing for sure right. and um it's a blessing to be a part of you know it's a blessing to be a professional athlete like i'm going this is my eighth year being a professional i played four years or you we know, have four years in the nba and then this is my i played two years um in Europe in the other two years I played in the G League. So yeah. but I've been eight years professional. So it's uh it's been a blessing, you know, to be a pro this long and right. and um, you know, I still feel great. Yeah. So hopefully I can, you know, ride it out for another I I I definitely feel like I got another 12 twelve twelve years for sure. You know, you yeah. never know, but bar any injuries, like I don't my I, I feel amazing. So all just gotta right. stay ready.
0: That's all. all right. Okay. Uh, you know, the, d- the draft process, bro. How was the draft process for you? You know, where you know, in college, you know, what were they what were they saying about you as far as you know, the mock draft? Uh you mm-hmm. know, did you work out for them? how many teams did you work out for? Was it a long Yeah, draft I worked out for, for
1: like I worked out for like sixteen teams maybe. Ooh. But, you know, so the my draft process was kind of tricky. So when I the first part of the year, and this is why I say the point guard it's my best. Like I play some of my best basketball at the point guard. Yeah. And when I was in Kentucky, we had um, Ryan Harrell was our point guard. He had some some stuff going on, so he he was out for a little bit, and I moved to point guard. So when I moved to point guard, I I really took a big step um, mm-hmm. forward. And and we we um we were winning, we were playing good, and my draft stock was I was like top ten at that time. So the way that our system was ran that year, and how Coach Cal's systems are usually predominantly ran, because he's had so many great point guards come through, his systems are ran primarily through the point guard. Well, yeah. that year it was kind of the same. The system was kind of predicated off of the point guard, and so once once Ryan came back, I got moved back to the two guard, and so when I I went from averaging like nineteen and six to like fourteen and three or 14 or four so my numbers took a a big hit and so while it looks like to the outside oh he's declining he's not getting better he's getting worse it's really not that it was really more so my role changed i didn't have the same role so with me not having the same role it's going to come the the, a lot of stuff is going to change because like i say the the the, um the system is 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 made for point guards you know so uh with that my stock kinda dropped. I still went first round. Um I <laughs> still blessed to go first round and um and everything. But it just it was just, man, that uh the if I would have stayed point guard, it's no telling what would've happened, you know. definitely would have stayed top ten. Yeah, but I he he I had I, and I had the conversation with him about it and he was just like he he need me to play the two. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, fine, you know, I'll play the two. No biggie. Um <laughs>
0: But uh, but yeah, that was that was kind of that when it was just it was just up and down. It was weird. Yeah. So you said sixteen teams. Do you remember what teams you had to work out for? Man, I can remember some of them. I know I worked out for
1: Phoenix. Obviously, I worked out for um, Utah. I worked out for um, Sacramento, Dallas, Boston, Philly. Um
0: you work out for Chicago? Did I work out for Chicago?
1: I think I did. I might have. I don't know. I don't remember. I I know I only think, I remember going to Chicago for the pre draft, but I don't remember if I worked out for them. I Those think friends. I did though. Um I worked out for Brooklyn. Um I don't remember. Yeah, so I was going to play I knew you was, yeah. out. I mean, I was It was tiring, bro. It was, it was so tiring, man, because every other day I was catching a flight to go to a workout.
0: Yeah.
1: Denver. Yeah, it, it was uh, Charlotte. Yeah, oh, I worked okay. I worked out for a lot of teams, man. I worked out oh, for a lot Were these, team. like, every, every day, every other day, or what? Like, every every other day to every two days. So, oh, it it's right. just like But, like, I, I was getting, like, like my agent would call me like, hey, you got to fly here today, or, hey this they're gonna fight you here tomorrow or I uh, it was it was it was a it okay. was a sneamless process, sure. Um,
0: so, yeah. right. so, you no know, draft night, bro, your name get called, you get drafted. You know, what was the the feeling that you were feeling at that moment to shake the commissioner's hand? Oh, I didn't go to the draft. Uh, yeah. I want
1: I didn't really want to go because I wanted to be around my family. You know, yeah. I wasn't gonna go unless I knew I was gonna be lottery. Like it wasn't I was first round but I didn't feel well, like I wanted to go unless I was going to be like a lottery pick. Like shaking the commissioner's hand didn't really mean that much to me. It was a big deal to get you know to get my name called. But as far as just going to shake his hand, I didn't feel like traveling, driving, or not flying to New York just to do that unless yeah, I was going to be a lottery pick. So I um I was at home with my family and friends and and it was it was really fun to share that experience with them. You know, um the only thing on my mind honestly was more so you know, being able, getting ready to go to the city and, and, and get be get in line with everything that I needed to do more so than the moment. Like the moment was amazing, but it was more so amazing for my family and I'll, and a, it was a grateful experience, but I was more so just ready to, to get to work and, you know, uh, be around the team, be around the city and and things of that nature. So like my mind is just always trained to like, you know, just for work and be, be ready to, get, you know, try to do what it is I need to do to, to be the best version of me.
0: Thanks. Nice. Um, so this question, bro, give me your top five all-time hoopers from Arkansas. So that's kind. I don't really know too many Arkansas hoopers. Okay. Who Hoop from the city out there? From the from the state? I mean. All right. So through. I'm not
1: going to include myself in this.
0: Okay. So
1: I would say, Scotty Pippen's probably number one. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Um. Sidney Moncrief, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson is probably number – I mean, like, Scottie Pippen is number one. But mm-hmm. if you just look at overall game, then I'll probably put Joe at number one. for a field, but, but, you know, like, Accolade and all that, Scottie Pippen number one. I'll put Joe number two, Sidney number three, Corliss Williamson number four. And – I mean – Number five is tricky because I want to say I don't want to I want to say Bobby Portis, but I don't want to say Bobby Portis, and then I forget remember somebody that was that's had a you know oh Derek Fisher
0: see I knew it was that something like Derek Fisher okay yeah so he's from Little Rock right yeah he's from Little Rock okay that's a crazy five I forgot they was all from Arkansas that's a crazy five
1: mm-hmm got um, a couple Reapers man
0: yeah facts. <laughs> Um, if you could have five dinner guests, dead or alive, any former rapper, president, family members, who would be your five dinner guests? Um,
1: so number one and two would be my, my grandma and my uncle, for sure.
0: Facts.
1: Kobe would be one, no question. He'd be number, like, that'd be number three. Mm-hmm. Um, number four. See? I don't know
0: like <laughs> I, I I would probably say like um I hope a lot of people say pop a lot of people say nip MLK, yeah, see, like, like I
1: don't want to say Pac or biggie mm-hmm. nip I wouldn't I I ain't want to say nippy cuz I would be I would be lying if I said that because I never really listened to nip like okay. I, I I respected what he stood for yeah. in his movement but I never listened to him and I never you know what I'm saying so I can't say something like that. But that's why, like, that's another reason I can't really say Tupac and B because I never listened to them. I I didn't grow up listening to them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, probably I'll say Aaliyah. Aaliyah will be number four. That's a
0: good one. Uh Uh-huh. And last one, who you rocking out with? I'll probably say uh, Richard Pryor. Okay. So you got a little little comedian, little singer act, family mm-hmm. member act going on. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, man, who on the playlist before games, bro? Who the who the on the game day playlist?
1: Man, I listen to uh, so I listen to a lot of Lil Uzi. Yes. Like my he like my favorite rapper right now. I like okay. Lil Uzi a lot. I like uh, Future. I like Gunna Drake. Okay. Um. Lil Baby, like I listen to a lot of those guys, man. So you um, rap only, huh? You don't rap with you don't with nothing else. Not really, not especially oh, not before games. Man. Like Okay. It takes you gotta I gotta be in a real a real mood to listen to R and B. Like I ain't gonna lie, it, it's hard for me to just listen to R and B. I'm not really a big R and B dude, you know what I mean? Like okay. I'm more so like a hip hop guy. Facts. I
0: respect that. Um what has the game of basketball taught you that carries into everyday life?
1: um responsibility um being able to you have to be responsible because you got to realize like once once you become that type of person like the nba player or any professional athlete you not only you not only represent yourself you represent your family you represent the organization that you're a part of you know what right. i'm saying you represent the city that you you are standing like you represent all of that especially the bigger the name You know, so uh, you can't you can't do a lot of things that you can't walk around and do a lot of things that might be looked at as uh, iffy. They're going to it's going to be magnified times 10 with you with you. So um, that like so responsibility, I think it teaches you, uh, you know, to be to take, you know, things serious. Yeah. Like, uh, being able to be accountable, hold yourself accountable because, um, with those things, like when you are around nothing but adults, you can't be, you can't act like a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't yeah. be childish and like, yeah, yeah of course you got, you, you can be fun, but childish in the sense of like doing yeah. immature things, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you can't do immature things and, and, uh. Expect to get by and survive because it's not gonna work. Like in the same thing in life, like you can't expect to be, uh, you know, not working and and hustling, trying to find a way, and expect things to work for you. It's not doesn't. That's, that's not how life goes. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah, um, I think that those are the, the really big things: responsibility, accountability, being being mature, um, and it just gives you a perspective on on life in the sense of like it's a lot of advantages to being a professional that the everyday person doesn't get. You have to respect that, understand it, but also be humble about it. And know yeah. and that like, this is a, a privilege, is not, uh, this isn't something, this is something you earn, it's not given. It's a privilege to be right. like, the type of person being in that type of situation. So don't take it for granted, always be grateful and be humble about it because it's a million plus people wanting that spot that you have and wanting to be in the position you are in,
0: you know, so. Right. Right. facts um what's your favorite hoopa shoe of all time? the Kobe sixes is my are my favorite okay.
1: and it's hard to find any of them I look every day for for Kobe sixes and I can't find any you look, things, you look on like stock x and all that too I look on stockx they the ones that have on stock x are like the ones I don't really want you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and like I don't. I don't want to spend like three thousand dollars on a shoe that's gonna break. Cause I know yeah. this like the way I play, the shoe is gonna break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that, and then the shoe break. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I'll, I, you know, what I mean, I, I just try to stay away from that. But like, man, if I could find some Kobe sixes and seven, six sevens and eights, if I could find those at a price range that's respectable enough for me to get, because I'm gonna play in them. Yeah. Then it'd be cool if I wasn't playing it. Like if I was buying a shoe to like wear around, then the two or three thousand wouldn't be a problem. But yeah. for me to be playing it, if I don't want to spend that and then I break the shoe. You know what nice. I'm saying? Because every Kobe six I got, when I cut or euro step or spin, they 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 start tearing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I don't want I don't want that to happen to a shoe.
0: On you know what I, mean? I know I'm eventually not gonna be able to wear it because it's gonna nice. break. Nice. All right, so all the shoeheads out there, man, find my man from Kobe six and seven to eight for a reasonable man, price. Size fourteen, man. I... Size fourteen, get my man <laughs> Coach right. Coach I throw some shoeheads only that's gonna see this. Please. Get my man right, yeah. All right, what's your favorite basketball movie of all time, bro?
1: Hoop Dreams? You ever seen that?
0: Yeah. Okay. Mine. Coach Carter. I just want to see what people say. Coach Coach Carter, yeah, thing. I like Coach Carter too. I like Hoop Dreams because it
1: gives you more of a, 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 a more of a feel of like. Um, you actually end it, and this could be you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, with, with Arthur Ag, and, and the other dude, I just kind of felt like, what was his name? Was it William? Was it William? William Gates? Yeah. So, with both of them, they both were pretty good players, but one of them was a little better than the other, and one of them had a different turnout uh, as far as his college right He went to a higher college. The other one went to a lower, but they both had kind of success in their own ways. One of them had injuries. William had injuries. So – it kind of gave you a feel like hey this route or this route type Yo. thing growing up, and it was just like i liked that. I like the way that they they did that just giving you a, two different players with two different roads and um two different like outlooks to where like these could be potential potential out outturns for you Yo, you okay. know it's a hundred outturns, but you know what I'm saying just 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 in general. Thanks.
0: All right, so these questions, bro. I'm gonna give you two players. You tell me who you'd rather have on your team. Okay, Brian and Katie. What up, Nick? Um,
1: right now, yeah, well, yeah,
0: everybody in their prime. Well, everybody for me, Brian,
1: because Brian, I feel like with Brian, um, you have more opportunities to score. Yeah, he find you any way possible. I think mm-hmm. Brian
0: probably one of the best passes in NBA history. I know probably he's definitely one of the best passes. in NBA history. <laughs> sure. That's what I'm saying, saying, you got him, you got Magic, you got Jay Will, like it's a lot of good passes out there. Yeah, but I probably say
1: I would say probably Braun. Nice. Uh Steph or Dame. <sighs> That's tough. So the, this is the thing. Before I give my answer, I have to okay. say this. Okay. Um Dame is my dog too. Yeah. Like I still I talk to Dame, so that's my dog. And I felt like last year he was the best point guard in the NBA. To right. me. That was my idea. That was my personal opinion. I feel like even I feel like now he's still a top three point guard in the NBA. Right. Um, but like I just the thing about Steph that kind of separates him to me is his movement without the ball. Yeah. Um. Like, Dame is so great on the ball. And he's not bad moving without the ball. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there is a player in the NBA right now that I can think of that off the ball, they're as good as Steph. Like, he's probably the best off the ball guy to move and get open and be effective. So, and and he can still, and he's still really effective with the ball in his hands, too. Yeah. So, like, I think that brings a whole different dynamic um to his game that a lot of other players, like a lot of other superstars, don't have. And so with that, you can play off of that with your other guys, too. Like, it's not stagnant. It can get kind of stagnated with Dane because he's such an offensive force on the ball that once he's going, that he can put a whole team on his back and just take you there, you know. And with that comes a little stagnant. The offense can become a little stagnant, Um, you know, so – I would probably have to, I would have to say Steph. Okay, um, but any other person, I'm taking Dane.
0: Oh yeah, facts hands down. Uh, you going James Harden? You going Luca?
1: James, I'm going James. James is more efficient to me than Luca is. Uh, I think Luca is a hell of a talent, but I think that the way he plays is, uh, and I think people will start to see this too. Um. He stuffs the shit out of the stat sheet. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna turn and translate to wins. And it's kind of the same thing that happened with Russ. Yeah. Like Russ, he's he can give you a triple double. Easy. But it doesn't really necessarily mean it's gonna to equate to wins and success. But the way James play, I feel like, uh like especially now with Brooklyn, because in Houston, he didn't wanna play that way and I and me I know, but I just know. He didn't really wanna play like that. You know what I'm saying? He was told to play that way, and the offense ran for him he to play. You that man was not
0: happy at all. Yeah, but happy. he didn't want to
1: play that style of offense. Like, yeah. So with him in Brooklyn, you can actually see him, the passer he is, yeah. and and he's still a lethal scorer. Like, I think that his efficiency, he's a better three point shooter, or just a better overall shooter than Luca. I think he's better around the rim than Luka. Luka's probably, uh. I mean, rebounding, he might be a little better rebounder than James. I don't really know. But I just feel like James is just a little better than him at shooting. I think that Luka has high assist numbers, but I still feel like James is a better passer. Um, So I'll probably say – I'm I'm saying James for sure.
0: Okay. You going to go Kawhi or you going to go Giannis? Kawhi,
1: for sure. Kawhi because um, in the playoffs, Giannis can – his his la- his inability to knock down the three at a consistent level, yes. it kind of hurts him. And the thing, and it wouldn't necessarily hurt him too bad if he had more moves, I feel like. yeah. But I feel like he's kind of, his the way his body is, is kind of hard for him to move, like, yeah. like a KD or move. like You know what I'm saying? Because so, you don't necessarily just have to have a lethal three with the spacing that the NBA has and the shooters yes. that they have. You don't necessarily have to have a lethal three like that for you to be effective, but he, yeah, has he has to, to know, know angles and know how to like uh get to spots and like right now like I see it a lot now when I'm watching him he's trying to he's shooting the three but then like if he's missing them then he'll say okay I'm gonna put my head down but when he does it, yeah, it yeah. he gets charges and turns the ball over because he doesn't have any moves like he does the same rocket step go left rocket step go right to a spin move and they're oh, there man. for and they say, and they say charge. like he doesn't have any other moves. If he yeah, can get yeah. some more moves, then he'll still be effective. But he just doesn't have any at this point. Yeah, you know, With well, Kawhi, Kawhi can score at all three levels, you yeah, know. Yeah. So you can't say, oh, we're going to limit him to this or that because he's effective at everywhere, you know. So when it comes to winning time, that's what you need. And you can give Kawhi the ball and him create something for you, and get you a shot when you need one. You can't necessarily do that with Giannis. Yeah, facts. I agree.
0: Uh, Brad Bill or Jimmy Butler?
1: That's tough. Um, I'll probably say, uh, I'll probably say Brad. Ooh. Oh, hold on, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think, because that's a tough one. It just depends, man. It depends on my team. It depends you on the right. team. You're you right, you right. And I had, I
0: had, uh, John Lucas on here, Mhm. and he broke it down to me. He was like, bro, look at it like this. Every team that Jimmy Butler has went to got better. Right. That Minnesota team, they didn't make the playoffs in years. They went to the playoffs. That Philly sure. team, they was, what, conference – what, Eastern Conference Finals? Until mm-hmm. Kawhi hit that three that, you know what I'm saying, winning out yes. of the Yeah. That uh, Miami team, they went to the finals. He was yes. like, that man makes everybody around him better. So, I was like, okay, I'll I give you that. I'll have to take Jimmy on that one.
1: I, I, that, and that makes sense. But we can't – only reason that I say – that you can't really use that as a determining factor is because we haven't seen Bradley on another team. True, you know what I'm saying? Like we haven't seen Bradley anywhere else. We've only seen him on on uh
0: Washington. On
1: Washington and I don't give a damn what anybody think. Jimmy's not taking this team far. You know what I'm saying? They just don't have enough, especially yeah. with how the the East is not the East is better. Like they don't have enough, whether it's through injuries or whatever. They don't have enough to me to be like a contender. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even if they did have Jimmy, if you replaced Jimmy and Bradley, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, but I, I I get that. I think that Jimmy's a better defender. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Jimmy is a probably a better passer, uh, and he can still score. So I I would probably take Jimmy too. Yeah. But um, but Bradley, I it ain't about much because I feel like Bradley's special. For sure, right, right, Uh, Jokic or Embiid? That's a tough one. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you why. Jokic, Jokic is is od. So yeah. But the thing about it is, when B has it in his mind that he's like the best center, yeah, you <laughs> nothing you can do. Like if he having his mind like all right, I'm dominating tonight. Yeah, it's nothing you can do. You know exactly. what I'm saying? It's nothing you can do. He's gonna go for thirty and twenty. So, Easy. but I don't, I, Jokic is, is so much but He's like, it's kind of, you know what it reminds me of? It'll be like saying, like, um, like, it's like the, Le, like, Le, like, Jokic is like a big man, LeBron.
0: He's a hell
1: of a pastor. He can do everything. Yes. He can do everything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then, like, Embiid is more so, like, I don't really know who to compare Embiid to, so I'm not going to say your names, but he's more of a dominant, like, on the block, I'll give go through me score. I'm gonna score the ball. I'm gonna dominate the boards. I'm gonna block shots. Like yeah, he's man. more of a of a beast than Jokic is, yeah. and I don't necessarily know. Like um, it just depends on like your team that you have around them right. towards who's gonna be the better one. But I think that just on the strength of uh, uh, Embiid is so dominant on both ends. I probably say Embiid. Thanks. Nice. Uh Dirk
0: or Tim Duncan. <laughs> uh see. I watched your highlight tape, man. You 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 was uh you played against all these dudes, man. You probably don't don't damn near everybody in the league there, man. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the I'm probably I don't know man, cause
1: Dirk Dirk, man, he, he changed the game for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he was one of the first really pick and pop four man. Yeah. Um, with the with, with game that you could play through, he 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 drug that team—not drug, but he led that team to to win in the finals and in a in matchup where they were the their underdog. Um, yeah. So the thing about like I don't know if Tim could have done that with Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if you switched them to if Tim had was able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I mean, I think Dirk had more to his game. Yeah, but like Tim was like everything. Like he he had offensive perfect. game. He had, he was a defender. He could pass. You know yeah. what I'm saying. So like if you go off of their resumes, then Tim because Tim won two MVPs. He yeah. has two Finals MVPs, five rings. Um. So I probably say Timmy like that. But like, yeah. But like you know what I'm saying. Dirk is Dirk is one on one to me too. It's just right. like. You know, it just it, it kinda just depends on the team you have, I think. Right. I, like it's just, like that's just, it's just situational. Right.
0: I had somebody on here and they was like, don't nobody wanna watch the Tim Duncan highlight tape.
1: They don't, but I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: It's get the ball off the backboard, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Right.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I don't wanna watch the Tim Duncan highlight tape, <laughs> but I, I don't wanna watch a Dirk highlight tape. I don't wanna watch a uh, Joel Embiid highlight tape. I'm not a big man, like yeah, you know what I'm saying. So big man, but if you a big man, I, I know some. I know. A, I remember watching something to where some big man said he watched a fucking. He used to watch a dude that was like a straight rebounder highlight tape. You know what I'm saying.
0: So, a like, Dennis Rodman highlight
1: tape. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. some some that bitch. If you a guard, you're not gonna watch them. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they don't they don't they don't pique your interest. Like I don't even know no guards just watching five man highlight tape like yeah. Right. This is nice. You know what I'm saying? You just yeah. don't. All right, I got one for you, Steve Nash or Jason Kidd. Nash, for sure. I'm taking Nash. Nash is different. See, Jason Kidd was different too, but Nash was right. a, a way better shooter.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like his passing was amazing. Um, two. He had two MVPs, so you know he had he had more of a more firepower. I think. Um, I think Dirk. I mean, I Dirk. Uh, Jason won a, a, a ring with a uh, with the Mavericks that year. I think, but um, but I think if you just just strictly player versus player, I think I'm taking Steve.
0: mellow or Paul Pierce. Melo for sure. I taking Melo. You gonna take I'm... Westbrook or you gonna take D Rose? Westbrook for sure. D Rose. So, Westbrook, bro, uh, you the only one that said that. Okay.
1: People saying, I'm gonna tell you, this is the truth to me. People are saying D Rose because we don't know what his career could have been if he didn't get hurt. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, I can respect it, but um but I mean, well, Russ is kind of struggling right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But OKC okay, Russ t- before before his MVP MVP Russ and down. Those Russell Russell Westbrook years, he's different, bro. Like, I don't think that D. Rose has a career better than that. I don't think D. Rose could – like, D. Rose could do those things. I think that D. Rose was a hell of a player, and he was different in his own way. But I just don't feel like he could impact the game like Russ can. You know what I'm saying? Russ's athleticism impacts the game from – so many different levels that D. Roses just couldn't because he doesn't have – he's athletic as shit, and but his athletic yes. ability still wasn't better to me than Russ's, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, Not
0: shit like that. It makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell?
1: Give me Book for sure. I think Book – I think only – it's only like a couple shooting guards in the league I think better than Book. I think maybe James Harden um, and like Bradley Beal. Nah, I think Book on his way up for sure, though. You yeah, know? I don't think, like, I don't, I think it ain't, I Book just been, a, been. a he's just been a, a a victim of not having a good team around him for the last, since he's been there. You know what I'm saying? It ain't that he ain't that deal, because he is. If you put Book around the right team, Book will be
0: crazy. You know what I'm saying? I think, saying? dude, he going to hoop now with CP over there with him. Yeah, they're playing pretty solid right
1: now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's, he's going to have, he's going to have more, he's having more success right now. Yeah. But, like, I don't think this. I don't think it's many. Like I said, the list is short. I, I'm taking James and 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 Bradley right now. That's it. Yeah. Um. All
0: right. The last one for that one. AI or D Wade? D Wade for sure. AI was great. Yeah.
1: Um. But I feel like AI was just. I don't. I just don't. He he never. You know. I I take account. I take an account when I when I think about better player. who I would take I take an account. Do yeah. they defend? Yeah. Do they win? You know what I'm saying? I, with the offensive, you know, repertoire, obviously. Um, I don't think that AI AI offensively, that it, it speaks for itself. But like he won with what he had, yeah. but he still was never able to, you know, get the ultimate thing, which was the ring. You know what yeah. I'm saying? What he have over D Wade is an MVP. He has an MVP trophy, but yeah. Dway has three rings and a Finals MVP, multi-time All-Star. You know, so yeah, like I feel like the way Dway played and what he did for his team impacted him to win. Yeah. You know, um, win the championship. But like I say, AI, he he wasn't blessed to have a team like that either. So yeah. like his own respect, he carried the hell out of uh, right that right. Sixers franchise. You know, for the years he was there too. So. yeah. I mean, like it ain't about much, you know what I'm saying? But I, I take you wait. Thanks.
0: Okay, uh, a few more questions, bro. Um, give me your top five rappers of all time.
1: Um. Okay. I, I can. I not I don't really have an order.
0: Okay. Go ahead. That's
1: cool. Wayne, Jay Z, uh, Drake. Okay. Uh. Andre 3000. Oh, good. One. Okay. And who do I want to say for this? Number five. Mm. It's tough. It's tough to say number five. Are you a big, uh, big J. Cole like, fan? Not really. Not really. I just, okay. I really don't listen to J. Cole, but like, I'll probably say, like, I could, I would either say someone like, um, Nas could be number five. Okay. I feel like somebody like uh, like if you just look at like body of work, Eminem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Can't like, go wrong with any of those. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, no, f- it's just like the top five could be
0: however. You know what I'm saying? It's, but true. I I'll probably
1: put Eminem there.
0: Okay. I'll probably Put Eminem there as well. If you could listen to any albums, EPs, mixtapes, whatever. Yes for the rest of your
1: life, what three would you listen to? Um, that's a good one. Somebody said 50 Cent. That's a good one. Ooh, I forgot about 50 Cent. As a matter of fact, that's one of the albums I'm going to listen to, the 50 Cent album. Uh, Which one? Yeah. Because that, that's probably, that's not probably, that's one of the best albums ever. Facts. So that's one album I would listen to. I would, uh, I like the NWA album. Okay. Be old Yeah, I love the NBA, NWA album. Um, I mean, you could say like Lil now, Wayne. Huh? If Wayne got so many albums, you got yeah, to so like, I'll probably say like, um, the Carter probably. Be okay you know what I'm saying, like that, because, like, the Carter is, is amazing. I mean, shit, Z got the Black album, I like, like, yeah. I don't, it, it's a lot, I man, it's
0: tough, it's tough. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's the best piece of advice somebody's ever gave you before? Um, control what you can control.
1: Don't right. worry about stuff that you can't control, and I had a big, big, big problem with that, yeah. especially being young, because I just want to do so much. You know what I'm saying I feel like I have so much that I could give and do, but I have to realize that like sometimes it's just stuff you can't control and you can't let that get under your skin. Only yeah. thing you can do is be the best at the things that you are in control of,
0: yeah.
1: and you know pray that everything else works out as the way it's supposed to because everything's gonna happen the way it's supposed to, determined by how you are as a person, how you treat the people you're around and what you do on an everyday basis. Are you putting the work in to be what you want? Are you doing the things necessary to be where you want to be? If I feel like if you're doing those things, then eventually it's going to work itself out. But, okay. but yeah, just being able to, like, control what you can control, that was that was the biggest thing.
0: Facts. Okay. Then the last one I got for you, Brody, is, you know, who would you like to see on here to help tell their story, you know, to help motivate, you know, and to, you know, this help motivate the younger generation. Um, I'm trying to think because
1: I mean it's a lot of people, it's a lot of guys that can tell, mm-hmm. that can tell you know stories. I kind of want, I just need, I, I want people to have different perspectives on life than yes. what they see because, especially with when it comes to being an athlete, a professional athlete, because it's not. Like people think is the people from the outside they don't they're not really in it they have a preconceived notion of what it is and it's not what they think you know what I'm saying so I think the best one the best people to get on the show or on, on here to talk are people that um, have been on both sides like the good yeah. side and the bad side so they can be like okay I can give you both perspectives because you can't interview somebody like like a LeBron. And like he's only been on the good side, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. He's been he hasn't had to deal with uh, the other side of of being a professional athlete. You know what I'm right. saying? Or like Isaiah Thomas would be really good. Like he's I'm been just, at the pinnacle, I'm tired, bro. I'm waiting for you know what I'm what Yeah, yeah. So like Isaiah would be good. Um, people like that to where it's like they they can give you a in-depth perspective on what it's like to be at the top top, and then yeah. like what what happens when you know you hit adversity and how things can change and how people right. change how the things around you change you know what i'm saying like that those would be good guys to to right. kind of you know what i'm saying to talk to because they they like they can give you even more insight than i can because i've been on both sides but yeah. like not to the extent of being third in mvp voting you know what yep. i'm saying yeah. so that would be like uh, mm-hmm.
0: if you could do that. That'll be you, man. That'll be a big one. So,
1: for like sure. to, I'm, I'm waiting on the word
0: back from IT. You know, I had to call this a favor for that one, but mm-hmm. that, you know, that's that's a big one right there. So, I'm, oh yeah, that's gonna be dope if you can get that to happen for sure. Yeah, he he could definitely give you some great
1: insight, man. I just seen something um about him about to do this uh, USA thing um yeah, like so. Hopefully that goes well. But from when I looked at him, man, like he looks he looks good. Like yeah, he looks good. I could tell that he wasn't all the way himself last year. Yep. I just felt like he kept saying it because he didn't want people to worry about his health. You know what I'm saying? He yes. wanted people more so to try to focus on his game. But I mean, when you when you still hurting and dealing with a lingering injury, it's hard for you to perform at the level you can. Yep. And knowing IT, knowing how good he is, actually, when he's healthy, I knew that he was better than what he showed. Like with that team last year, Bradley was going to be the number one option for sure. He should have been the number two. Like yeah. if Bradley was gonna be averaging thirty, he should have been averaging twenty or, or somewhere around there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh I just felt like that with with that, I knew he wasn't who the person that you know he can be. So hopefully in doing this USA thing, I thought I heard Joe Johnson doing it too actually. Yeah. That's too, yeah. yeah. So hopefully um, he can play and and show that he's really himself. And yeah. dominate it like I know he can, and then you know he get opportunity. Right.
0: Nice. So he, he 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 got he's he got the game is there. He was just hurt. Yeah, and it was bothering him. He couldn't get over it. Mm hmm. Uh, my guy, bro, I appreciate you, man, for actually, you know, hitting me back to get on here to tell your story, you get to know you a little bit. For sure, uh, that's All fine, bro. love, bro. Like I said, big fan. Much love, success to you this season, bro. Keep 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 balling, bro. We are gonna see you all right. soon. Bro. All right, bro. Appreciate it, bro. Alright, go, well, I'll let you. Yup.